I'm Kendra. I'm Michael. And this is Pizza Nerds, a podcast about making great pizza at home. Today is our third episode in our pan pizza series. We're talking about Detroit pizza. Detroit style pizza. Yeah. We've been looking forward to this one. Yeah. It's a very specific type. Yep. I'm excited to get into this. Hey, Griff. Hey, Kendra. There you go. <laughs> Welcome, friend. <laughs> Welcome to Pizza Nerds. We crossed that bridge together last we couple did. weeks ago. We did. This point, so. um, okay, so um, we before we get started on Detroit style, we have a starter question. Yeah. We haven't done one of those in a while. Nope. So... Um, I feel like we have been testing. We we have I wish we had tallied how many pizzas mm, we have tested and baked. So many. so many recipes, more pizzas. It's bonkers. So now that you're like deep in, is there something that you like a tool or some sort of like pizza uh a mm. that you wish that you want to like invest in now that you've mm. done all this testing? Kendra, can we just say that collectively we have definitely tried more than 50 recipes, pizza recipes. Without question. Yeah. I feel like I need a minute to process that information. <laughs> in, in not a whole long Not a whole lot of time. Of time, yeah. But three, four months? Four months, maybe. Oh. 50 recipes. Michael Van Patter. That's... That's insane. Some would call that sad. <laughs> <laughs> we call it nerd. We don't nerd. actually call it sad. We don't. We call it, it we're make just me nerds. Feel very sad, actually. No. But that's you, a that's lot. Crazy. You don't look yes. like different people after having that <laughs> recipes. You should. It's Good a, genes. It's that's a what lot it is. Of, right. Several people who are close to me don't like pizza anymore. So that's one result of that. <laughs> it's true. It's, we've <laughs> alienated like people of, we love. A, a year of no pizza before they're back in. It's pretty much. Um, yeah. That's yeah. a lot of pizza. Golly day. So is there something? Okay, so equipment or yeah? yeah okay. I know I have an answer. Yep. Because um, I sprung it on you. So yeah, 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 go ahead. I I realized that I still don't have your special pizza cutter, the oh, wheel yeah. that we mentioned right. a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. I really just need to get one of those things. Yeah. Because my cutter is like not great. Cool. So I want to do one of those. And then the other thing is, so I have a. There's something really special about serving pizza on a cutting board or surface that matches the shape of the yeah, pie. Yeah. Right. So I feel like putting round pieces like on a square board or a rectangular board and you mm-hmm. can't really fit two on the, I don't know. Yeah. Which aesthetically, it's not my favorite. And so the only round board I have is one that you made. Yeah. Can you make me like four more? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Wait, Wait, that'd be okay. Reopen the business <laughs> and, and make me four They're more. They're so great. <laughs> Kendra wants is, is work for me. Yes, no, it kidding. is. Please make Hey, Michael, more, I would no. like I would like your things, also your time. <laughs> Any other right. orders tonight, guys? <laughs> but no, it no, is funny. like I there's when I eat a piece of pizza off of that board, mm-hmm. it just feels like it just feels it's like more it's just better. Yeah. I don't know what it, there's something about having the pizza. You on just feel better board. about yourself. I feel better about the experience. Yeah. No, it's nice. I have two wooden ones that I made too, and I we've used them. For oh, he has two. That you made. There you great. go. There's three. You have well, three. Just, <laughs> <laughs> just take my stuff. Take them for your actual house. <laughs> but no, I I really do think that you don't have to make it. I can find a round yeah. board somewhere else. It's fine. I'm just saying yeah. my experience with the one that you did make. Yes. Yeah. Is really lovely, and mm-hmm. I would like to invest in a couple more of those. Yeah. Because I really no, like having great. them. Um, actually, I didn't think of this, but similarly, I like the the rectangular 
coding yeah. board that you have. Uh-huh. And I didn't realize how much I would like that until we started doing the pan pizzas. Exactly. Yeah. If so you're making I, a big, I, I totally like, sheet pan pizza, to, yeah. have, to be able to slide it on a big old wooden board Yeah, because so it's, nice. it's awkward to cut a, a full sheet pan pizza on a round cutting board. I've tried at your not, house. It didn't work very well. You have to like cut well. it in half first <laughs> and then put it on two different round ones. It's and, so janky. Yeah. It doesn't work well. Yeah. So that's something I want. But I think, um, so a simple, a, a small thing that I want to get um, and it, it, it relates to today's pizza is, uh, I think they call them like a little scrim or something like that. They're like these little, um, wire sort of like mesh. Um, they make them in round or rectangular okay. uh, shapes, but I think, I th- so I think people cook pizzas on them. On them. Maybe they, they're the ones that go through the conveyor belt style ovens or something like that. Oh. But I've read in a couple of places that people use them to let the pizza, um, like just cool, like cool, like I guess cool, but so not it's really like an like air cool, circulation cool. thing. Yeah, like it pr- it provides just a little bit of air underneath it, so it's not um, condensating yeah, yeah, against yeah. the. Now wood is definitely much better than plastic. If you've ever used, put it on a plastic, oh, board. it's the worst. Wood's much much better than yeah. that. Um, anyway, I read about that and how like some restaurants do that. Put them on these wire things, hmm. and it it allows it to be really crispy nice. on the bottom. So if it cools there for like five minutes and then you move it and cut it, it allows it to maintain its crispiness. So I'm kind of interested in that. Sense. I'm not sure quite where to buy it other than online, but. Could you just put it on like a, like a cooling rack? Like a cookie cooling like rack? Like a wire one? Yeah, yeah. yeah you probably Would could. it do the same thing? You probably could. I don't have any big ones, I guess. All the ones oh. I have are like really small. I do. I have all the. You should try that. I have, yeah, I have all, all like the giant stuff. things and you have all like the artisan handmade <laughs> small things. It's fine. Yeah. No, but I, I do that with like grilled cheese even. Like oh, anything that you that you make that yeah. you want to keep it crispy, so it'll be the exact cool same. it with a rack, right? Yeah, of not course. just on something flat. Yeah, I make it sound like it's some like revolutionary thing. But, like <laughs> bakers everywhere are doing this, and putting things on. I'm these, not trying to diminish something cooling rack. It's got, it's got holes. It's got holes in it. How do I describe it this whole thing? Can you like? Do you mean the thing that like? Every cookie you ever bake is put on when it comes out of the oven. It's called a cooling rack. It's called a cooling rack. They sell those everywhere, Michael. I mean, I guess that's basically what I'm talking about. Oh, that's so good. That's so good. All right. Well, you just made things a lot simpler. Well, good. I'll get, you a, I'll get you a big old cooling rack. There you go. So the other, the other item actually relates to our um, style pizza for today. It's something that I have already because I decided to buy it when we started thinking about this, but it's a... It's a pan that's made for Detroit style pizzas. Okay. And you can do this with the the basic characteristics of it are that it's pretty deep, maybe three inches, and the sides are not are are not like straight up. It's like not a ninety degree angle. They flare a flare up and out a little bit. Yeah. Um, and that's important because maybe the the biggest like hallmark of Detroit pizza is that there's cheese on the outside. Of the crust. What do they call it? The the they call it the uh, freak, freaky freak, 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 freak. call it freaky. <laughs> I really hope that's what it would be. It's something it's really the, close to that. It it's is, like but the, it the, starts the, with an out. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's something like um, that. We could look it up later, but it's something like that. The, yeah. the freak freaky. <laughs> it is something very close to that. Um, but yeah, it's like that caramelized uh-huh. uh, cheese. Yeah, that that, that comes it, it melts down around the outside of the crust against the pan. And it's wonderful. Yeah, and you will t- you will tell us how the cheese goes on because it's mm-hmm. this. Don't you feel like of all the types that we have done, mm-hmm. primarily, um, everything has 
maintains a crust rim. Yes. You know, like everything is just sort of like standard in that way where you just yeah. like put everything on in the middle yeah. and you leave, leave a, a half bit. an inch, inch on the edge and mm-hmm. do your thing. Mm-hmm. But Detroit, I feel like of all of them is the most like, oh, no, no, we're going to do things different. That's right. So it'll be fun to hear about that. Yeah, that's right. So do you want me to jump in? Do it. Okay. I'm not going to go through like measurements and all that. Um, the uh, So I tried a bunch of, of uh, different recipes for this. And it's actually a pretty hard pizza to make, I found, hmm. to make it well. Um, the main problem that I ran into was getting a really crispy bottom on okay. it. Because it is a lot of dough. Um, and it's the de- they're bigger pans. Like if you think about, because I've, I've seen your Detroit pan, it's like a casserole dish. It's like an, it's like the size of like a 9 by 13, right? Well, it's actually, it's 10 by 14. Okay, so it's bigger than that. Yeah, so okay. it is, it's... um, It's sizable. It's, it's a lot sizable. of under crust to get crispy. Yeah. Yep. Yep, exactly. And it's thick, so to cook it like all the way through and yeah, and get the crispiness in the bottom without burning cheese and all that. It's it's yeah, it is tricky. Um so I liked um Kenji's Serious Eats recipe mm. was good. He does it as a day of, kind of like the last one that you did. Yeah. The pan pizza. Um uh, he but but I actually think a 24-hour bulk rise is a good idea for it okay? because the flavor is just like not quite what I wanted it to be Hmm. as the, as the several hour rise. I can't remember exactly how many hours, but anyway, he does, uh, he, he offers a couple of different versions of how to mix it up. One's in a stand mixer. The way I tried it in a food processor for the first time, Mm. it was awesome. Have you done this? Yes. You didn't like it? Not go well. Okay. Remember it wasn't for a Detroit style. It was for I don't remember which which type. Yeah. But remember how it had, like the it broke oh, up the yeast, yep, 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 yep. and it was like it didn't hydrate the yeast, and so it was just like little uh-huh. tiny brown spots of yeah. yeast. You can even see it in the dough yep. after the rise. Mm-hmm. Did you put the yeast in water first before you put it in the processor? Mm-mm. I wonder why I did do it that time. And to be honest, uh, I didn't taste it, but I don't know that I would have known because without stretch, I didn't stretch it like we did. Those were for for ones where because we actually I remember held it up to the light yes. and could see those we spots. Could see in the it. spots, and I never did that because hmm. it just went down right into the pan mm-hmm. and spread out. And I didn't see them though in the pan, mm-hmm. so. I'm not sure what was up with that. Very interesting. But you liked the food processor situation. It was cool because he loves the food processor. He does, pieces. and and there's I I get the I get the like magic of it because it's almost no cleanup. Hmm. I mean, you because you measure everything into that one thing. I guess it's the same as the the stand mixer. I guess it's the same because you can measure it into there, and I do that too. Yeah, but. Something about just being able to like put water in it afterwards and and like run the whiz it yeah mm-hmm. it's it's pretty amazing yeah um, you can uh, we'll we'll post the the recipe and you can see the the um the details of those but the general idea is that you're gonna mix things up and then um, is there oil on this stuff there is no oil there is in, no oil in the dough. okay yeah there's only it's in it's similar to your last one it's in the pan okay so it's it's flour yeast and this one's about seventy five percent. Um, hydration as well. Okay. Um, salt. Okay. So you're gonna mix things up. Um, that's where he calls then after it's mixed for, uh, for a two hour rise. Okay. Um, actually, sorry, before that, he does have the little autolus just for, for 10 minutes. Okay. Do a little mix, 10 minute rest. In mix the food it up processor. A little more. Yeah. In the okay. food processor. But the same thing happens. Um, the same thing happens if you're doing the, the mixer mm-hmm. too. Yeah. Don't you think it would take longer? It would probably take longer. If you're doing it in a stand mixer mm-hmm. with a 
bread. Yep. Would you yep. use a bread? If you're going to use, would you use a dough hook? I would use a dough hook. Even though it's using a blade and like doing a lot more work, a lot more agitation. You would use a dough hook for the mixer. I'm saying, I wonder if I would actually use not a dough hook, but use like the paddle. Oh, I see. If you're trying to mimic, I don't know. If you're trying to mimic the food processor that is is highly... It is highly agitated. Uh, right. Well, I think and everything's yeah. shorter in the food processor. He only has you do it for like 30 seconds. Uh, so you're saying. So it's like it whips it up really quickly. Okay. Where in the stand mixer, it's probably going to be like two minutes. So it'll take longer, but you still want to use a dough hook. Yeah. Okay. I think so. That's fair. Yeah. But anyway, whichever way, and he actually also has a, a way to do it by hand just to just to give you that option too. Um, but then you're going to. If you do the day of, which is really good, actually, um, you're going to let it rest for two hours at that point. Um, but I would also, I would recommend there going into the fridge for 24 hours, mm. then pulling it back out and giving it a couple hours to come back to room temp. Um, Did you have the same situation that we have had with the other doughs of like bringing, letting it stretch, yep. bring it back to room temperature? Yeah, that's stretch, always, okay. I think any of these that we're, we're getting into a pan are just going to... You need a chunk it, of time. It's, yeah, it's yeah. going to need a chunk of time to get to, to truly room temp and to relax enough to, to stretch out. Um, so then you're going to put... This is where I did the butter, the oh, melted butter right. smeared around. And then the oil. And then oil over it. Unsalted butter um, or salted butter? I use salted remember? butter. Okay. Yeah. It was tasty. Highfalutin. Risking it. It yeah, is. It was good. Could, could have, you don't use could that. have a ton of salt. Well, could have no salt. You don't use it in baking, but you could use it on a pizza pan. Mm, yeah. I'll, yeah, I will allow it. <laughs> you want some saltiness? <laughs> you do in actually. That. Yeah. Yes, some special it butter. Adds flavor. This man likes his special salt. Well, you don't want to put <laughs> special <laughs> butter. If you think about it, special salt. <laughs> He's putting like Kerrygold on the bottom of his pan. No, but He's if you think those, about like, it, Dutch blocks of when you buy when you make toast, like if you're going to put butter on toast, you want to put salted butter on toast, yeah. not on. You so it makes taste. sense that yeah. it'd be fine that you use salted butter. Yeah. Again, I will let's, allow it. Let's let's uh, not pretend that Pizza Hut does not have a lot of salt. What are you talking about? That's true. Okay, so you put butter, a layer of butter, a layer of layer of oil. Yeah. Dough in the pan. So you're going to, and this is kind of similar to the grandma pie if you listen back to that, but you're going to do like an initial spread and then put plastic over it and let it relax for half an hour. And by that time, when you can do a second stretch, it should get pretty close to the corners. And this is still the same like fingertip. Basically, I, he doesn't say that in here. Thing. That's the way I was doing okay. it. Just because I, it's kind of like what you said earlier that you don't want to. You don't want to like overwork the dough. Yeah. And the fingertips just is a way of making sure that you're not doing that. Like it's, you're not you're, pressing it down yes, into the pan. Yes. You're, that makes sense. Yeah. You're kind of moving it. Um, and so, okay. So you're going to do that. Um, then the real difference in this pizza in terms of how, um, how it's sort of constructed from here on is that the, it uses cheese cubes. So, mm. The, in Detroit, they use a, a cheese called brick cheese, which is kind of regional. You can't mm. really find it around around where we live, at least in North Carolina. I think you can buy it online, but several different sources that I was reading said that Monterey Jack is a pretty like is probably the the best like common comp mm -hmm. to it. And so, like a fifty fifty Monterey Jack uh, mozzarella is a pretty good combo. Um, I tried several different ones for around the edge. Um, I think in the Pizza Bible book, okay. he likes to use like sharp cheddar around okay. the edges. I was not a fan of that. That personally. feels like it'd be a lot of 
aggressive flavor. Yeah, it was aggressive. And it also, like like I mentioned, it melts down and caramelizes around the edges. It has like a little bit of a funny flavor to me when mm. it gets charred a little bit. Yeah. Um, some people might love that. 50-50 Monterey Jack and mozzarella, I thought were great. So you're going to buy blocks. You're going to buy blocks. And just cut them into cubes. Cut them into like half inch cubes. So big yep. old, like crouton size. Yeah, that's right. That's yeah. a great, that's a great um, size comp. Yeah. Um, and so, all right. So if you're doing pepperoni pizza, you're actually going to put, put about half your pepperoni down right on top of the dough first. Okay. Then put like half of the blocks of cheese, uh-huh. uh, the little blocks. And the, this is when you're going to go all the way to the edges, like yeah. against the pan. Just cover it evenly on purpose yeah. all the way across. Um, and then if you're doing if you're doing pepperoni, you're going to put the rest, the, the, the second half of the pepperoni on top of that layer of cheese mm-hmm. and then put the rest of your blocks on. So it's like cheese, like pepperoni, cheese, cheese. pepperoni, cheese. What about sauce? Um, so on the Detroit, traditionally, oh, it's called right. like a red stripe. This is the after the fact. Yeah. So you're going to cook your sauce. You definitely, you're going to, you're going to, so you're going to put the sauce on after the pizza is fully baked out of the oven, ready to eat. And you're going to put hot sauce on it then like okay. warmed up on the stove. It's, it's ready to eat. Yeah. Um, I was not a huge fan of that, Yeah. but that is traditional. I think you could do it similarly to the way that you described the pan pizzas where didn't okay. you say you put it? You put cheese down first. I do and cheese, then so- sauce, toppings, toppings and cheese. a little more cheese. Yes. I think that's probably the way that I would do it just out of preference. Yeah. Um, but if you want to do it the traditional way, and there is something cool about the look of that. like It does look cool. The, it has like, so what the, the traditional red stripe pizza would be, you would cook it without sauce and then you would ladle stripes of sauce like down the long ways down the pizza. It almost looks like the uh, like a flag. It does. Like the it's American really flag. cool. Yeah, it's, it's cool. It's neat. Um, yeah, it's pretty neat. So, but in, in execution, yeah, in execution, we, and we talked about the reason why that's not as pleasant. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so that's it. And the, so the, um, I mentioned the pan at the beginning, you could use a cake pan that has those edges that are a little bit flared. Mm -hmm. You lent me one that had that. Was there a special name to those? No, it was like a, it was a coated, it was like a nonstick yeah, but it was dark because because uh, of yeah. the nonstick. So it was like yeah. a dark, I think, just an aluminum rectangular cake pan. Yeah, the sides were not slanted. Yeah, which does they make it. Were they totally straight? I were mean, they, totally, they seemed like they were. A they little might not bit, have been but a not, little, but not much. You're right. It is definitely um, like a. <laughs> it's like a spiritual exercise to get that pizza out of the pan. Oh right, because it's there's no yeah. like ramp. Uh-huh. <laughs> You're just like literally going from like yeah. one surface to a perpendicular, another one that's yep. perpendicular. Yep. So it does feel a little precarious, but mm. um, but not that bad, especially if you have like a good surface for it to land on. Could, could you mm-hmm. just like? I'm thinking, could you could you cool it in the pan uh-huh. and then like on a on a cooling rack? On I don't cooling know if you rack? had one yeah. of those, <laughs> if yeah. you're high fluting, <laughs> uh, and then just like cut it in the pan. If it, if I guess if the pan's like nonstick, you got a problem there. You do, but yeah. sl- you do like scratch your pan. Yeah. Um, and also, you can't. Um, and this is the case I think with cutting any pizza is is like it's like shooting ba- a basketball, like the follow through of like you want the cutter to go all the way mm-hmm. through the pizza, Once. and it can't do that yeah, okay. um, yeah. with the pan. So I have tried that. If it, it sometimes you are forced into that because Sometimes you ain't got no choice. the dough sticks mm-hmm. and you can't get it out. Mm-hmm. Um, that happened with a couple of um, times that I made at least pan pizzas, but it was because I just didn't have enough um, 
oil in the pan to start? Yeah. I think the when I started doing this butter oil layers, I never had a problem with it sticking once Which I started doing that. makes complete sense, actually. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, like you got idea. multiple things that are causing it to release. Totally. And, and they yeah. have different, like, melting points. Like, you know, like, yeah. all those things, the butter uh-huh. and the oil, and that makes a lot of sense. And we're talking olive oil. Yes. Even though, because good we call. have talked yeah. before, so this might be a good place to say that, is we have talked before about, like, not using olive oil in, like, it has such a high smoke point, mm-hmm. but I think because it's insulated by the dough, yes, it's like a different situation. Yep. So. No, that's good. Anyway, yeah. So the um, the traditional Detroit pan is like it's actually made of blue steel, mm. and that's where like it, it started in Detroit from at this one particular family who like tried making their Sicilian pizza, which we're going to talk about next week, um, in one of these containers that was like a used in the car uh, factories oh, wow. up there. Yeah, to like store like screws and nuts in and stuff wow. like that. And uh, it, so it was like a very particular kind of of like container, I guess. And But they were plentiful in that area. Yeah, in Detroit. So, I never realized the car connection. That yeah, makes, yeah, yeah. That's so and so, so um, yeah, so they've been, they, they started to do it and then they opened a restaurant that's still open. I think they opened it like in 1943. Wow. Um, and they kind of created this entire style from Can that. Can you imagine make, okay, 1943, that would make a person not young right now. Right. Right. <laughs> Can you imagine making pizza every day in a restaurant? Oh, right. For like even like 10 years, no, like 15 years. Yeah. That is something else. I know. Doggone it. Yeah. I, and it's kind yeah. of only become really well known, like more broadly in the last 10 years or something, I hmm. think. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can still buy, you can actually buy those pans pretty easily now, even on Amazon. The and thing about them, one, right? I bought one yeah. and they're, they're like, I think that size is like 38 bucks or something. Okay. Which is like a lot of money sure, for a pan. Sure. For one, um, for one, one style thing, of pizza. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, I mean, this is definitely a niche pizza. Like mm-hmm. if you really, really love this style and want to try it and want to splurge, yeah. go for it. I would recommend just kind of like um, in the last episode, we talked about pan pizzas and using a cake pan, like a round cake pan. Mm-hmm. You don't have to use a dark one. Like mine's just a regular light aluminum, not a nonstick or anything. Yeah. Um, but if you, but I do think the dark coating mm-hmm. really does make a difference in terms of like the browning yes. of this particular pizza. Yeah. Um, and so if you wanted to just see what you think about it, about the style, um, if you have or want to borrow, like just put the word out to your people yeah. like who has a dark square or rectangular cake pan mm-hmm. and just try it and see if you like the style. Because like I personally, I want to ask you your one to 10 ranking okay. on this but like for me, and I had didn't have your Detroit style, but I have made it a couple times at home, mm-hmm. and um, and actually the whole like baked cheese on the edge thing is like is not my favorite. Hmm. Um, like whenever we have, I'll bring up a grilled cheese again. Like whenever we have anything where the cheese itself like gets cooked. really brown and cooked, yeah. I I don't love it. I don't yeah. love that flavor. Yeah, and so this pizza is not is much of a favorite for me. And so I would definitely say like, if you are, if you're a hardcore pizza nerd and you've never made these kinds of pieces, especially a Detroit mm-hmm. where, like you said, like a primary component characteristic of it is this like 
really deeply caramelized cheese on the edge. Mm-hmm. Try it with just like a dark, cheap cake pan yep. and see if you like that concept first. I think that's a great idea. Before investing in a big old Detroit pan. Yep. Yeah, because it was worth it to me to experiment and stuff, but it won't be part of our regular mm. like home yeah. like rotation, I don't think. So what would the ranking be, 1 to 10, for a Detroit? Coming into it, I thought it would be like an 8 or a 9. Yeah, you were high on the Detroit. But I think I'm more like a 6. Wow. It's just not my favorite. And I, I'm sure I'd feel different if I vis- visit Detroit someday and try it there. Sure. I feel like I would really like it. But for at-home cooking, I just have not been... I've not been so into it. So you gave your grandma pie, you said a six, maybe seven. Yeah. So, but you like grandma, I'll just like a hair better than I think so. I think so. Flavor or um, process? Are you basing that on just the the flavor itself or on the actual? I think, I think the payoff for Detroit was not nearly what I thought it would be Hmm. for how much like work it is. It is more work. And like buying special equipment and like, even even like cutting cheese up into cubes takes like a long time. It's, it's like a lot of cheese, yes, it and, is. and so like all of the prep to it, you I just expected something that blew me away, mm-hmm. and I was much more blown away by some of the early styles that we did. Yeah, in other series like New York. Yes. Yeah. Agreed. Okay. Yeah. So that's probably where I am. Mm-hmm. But I mean, all things considered, it's still a very good pizza. Sure. And, um. And I'll make it again for sure. Right. Yeah. We will, um, and I had mentioned this, I think, in the first episode of the series maybe, but we are going to do, we have one more style. Um, we're going to do an episode on on um, Sicilian pizza, mm-hmm. and then, um, and we'll do a recap episode of kind of all of these. And even though, you know, I feel like we are definitely a little bit more um, like down on pan pizzas more than the other two mm-hmm. series, um, in that recap episode, I think we'll be like, a little bit more of our love letter to this particular style because there good. are some really great things about it uh-huh. as a con- about pan pizza as just like a as a concept as a category yes. yep. that we will talk about once we kind of move out of these mm-hmm. specific ones. So mm-hmm. we'll get to that. We'll get to that in a couple of weeks. Yeah. So well, thanks for listening. Anything else that you want to add? No, I think we're yeah. good. Cool. Thanks for listening. Um, you can follow along with us on Instagram at Pizza Nerds Co. Um, also on our website, we will have this recipe. Um, and lots of other resources. That's pizzanerds.co. We'll have this recipe in the show notes as well. I'm Kendra. He's Michael. Thanks for listening. We're glad you're a pizza nerd too. Bye. Bye. When the moon hits your eye like a bigger pizza pie, that's some more. When the world seems to shine like you've had too much wine, that's some more. When the moon hits your eye like a bigger pizza pie, that's some more. When the world seems to shine like you've had too much wine, that's some more.